All right, welcome back. We're at the fourth IDS IU Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Tashman. Thanks for uh, tuning in again. Uh, we have two assistant coaches today as guests, Isaac Jordan and uh, Mike Dixon. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Coach Jordan, four-time All-American, uh, two-time Big Ten champion at Wisconsin, um, and Coach Dixon was an NCAA AA qualifier at 275 pounds at IU in 1998. Um, and then he went on to coach at the University of Indianapolis, James Madison, and Old Dominion before returning to IU. It's both of their second years um, back here at IU um, as they came in with Coach Escobedo. Um, we, I mean, over the last couple of podcasts, we've had a ton of talent um, on the mat here. We got more today. I'm also here. Um, that's not, I don't have as much time as these guys, but um, I wanted to jump in. We have a lot of stuff to cover um, over the conference season so far, so I'm just going to kind of walk through it. Um, the conference season started back on January 10th with Iowa coming to Bloomington, and it was a 41 to nothing route for the Hawkeyes, um, led by two-time national champion uh, Spencer Lee at 125 pounds, um, and he's currently trying to qualify for the Olympic team. And then the Hoosiers went to Champaign, Illinois, to take on the Illini and fell 32-3. Um, to The only win came from Graham Rooks at 149 pounds. So it was a first, uh, rough first couple of matches for IU as they were outscored 73-3. to And from either of you two, what were the main takeaways from those matches, and what did you guys learn from them? Big Ten's hard. <laughs> it's, it's very hard. And, uh, you know, Iowa, we start out the Big Ten, uh, our dual meet season. Um, Iowa's got probably the best team they've, they've had in probably the last 10 years at least. Um, they're pretty solid, 125 all the way through heavyweight. Uh, but that's the standard, and our guys need to understand that this is the standard. Um, and we can get to that point at, at some point in time. Um, so it's good to see that, and it, it's a good measuring stick to see where you compare against uh, some of the guys that, you know, some of those guys are going to probably win titles or place very high, and, you know, that that's what it takes, and we just got to figure out how we can close that gap. You know, so that's the biggest thing in Illinois. Uh, they're a pretty solid team as well. Uh, they got a lot of guys that are nationally ranked, and, again, not quite as high a standard as Iowa, but, again, it's a high standard, and, you know, we just got to teach our guys to kind of keep grinding, keep working, and eventually we will keep pl climbing the Big Ten ladder, if you will. And, I mean, that's just being part of the Big Ten, that's part of the draw. And, you know, sometimes right now some of our freshmen are taking lumps. We got a lot of freshmen on our team, a lot of freshmen are lining up to wrestling, but it's, it's a learning process. And as long as they're learning each and every week and we're getting better, that's kind of what we're looking at. And among those freshmen that you were talking about, Caden Rooks, at 133 pounds, Eddie Bolivar at 141 pounds, both of those guys freshmen that have been, you know, in this lineup early. What have you seen from those guys in terms of their maturity? Like, as, you know, obviously they're freshmen and being able to step in the lineup in some of these big matches already. Um, Yeah, I mean, like he said, the Big Ten is just a conference that is the best in the, the NCAA, and it's, it's a lot of high-level competition. But um, not only those two, but Nick Wilhelm as well. He's uh, a true freshman, but... You know they stepped up to the to the plate as far as um, you know competing hard for a, a full match and competing in the highest you know at the at the highest level against the best competition where you know they have teammates who are red shirts who aren't doing that and they're kind of I think taking it as a opportunity to to grow and to learn and they might not be seeing it as much you know in the win and loss wins and loss column but. 
they're definitely improving and they're you know competing hard for full seven minutes and you know the fans might might not see that as as much as we do either the the small victories are technically just improving and mentally improving and I think it's going to you know lay a good foundation for you know the end of season and de- definitely for the rest of their careers they have a lot of good experience already you know just as a true freshman um and I think that's kind of showing the most with with Caden Rooks he's doing a really good job as you know he's been in a lot of close matches with high level you know competition and he um you know he's he's kind of made a few you know mental mistakes as far as you know technically and match management but he's um you know he's very willing to learn and, and to work through those those mistakes and he's he's starting to see some improvement which is nice IU was back on the road on January 18th taking on number 8 Northwestern against the Wildcats Hoosiers got some big wins they took 4 of the 10 matches um, but ended up falling short 21-15. to 15. Jake Kovach got a pin in the first period at 174 pounds. And the Rooks brothers, who I just mentioned, Caden, who's a true freshman, and Graham, who's a redshirt freshman, both picked up wins. And it was definitely um, a step in the right directions for the, for the Hoosiers. And um, head coach Angel Escobedo said that the wrestlers had a much more aggressive mindset after that match. Um, from your guys' perspective, you know, what was the difference between those first two conference matches and the Net Northwestern match? Uh, I'd probably say having been able to wrestle, uh, you know, a couple conference matches, um, more training time, more time to kind of figure out your technical areas where you need improvement. Um, One of the things that I think we can take away from every match that we've wrestled so far is that we felt we've been the best conditioned team. Mm -hmm. So that's something that even the guys that aren't necessarily getting the wins in the win column, they, they can look through their film or look out on the match and they can physically see that the other team is wearing wearing down. You know, so I think that's something going in Northwestern, we kind of knew we're in better shape. And, um, you know, they, they, they had some very highly ranked individuals, but they also had some kids that we felt we, we are were able to pick off and, you know, it ended up being a tight match. And, you know, if we were able to reverse one or two of those early matches, you know, it could have been a different result. But, you know, I, I think that's kind of one that, potentially got away from us and it would have been nice to have beaten a ranked team but like I said it's all part of a growing process. Then last Monday it was a rivalry matchup between IU and number nine Purdue. For those that have not been to Wilkinson Hall and more specifically the IU versus Purdue match how would you guys describe that energy and atmosphere? I think our guys came came what it came ready to wrestle and I, I think that you know on paper they were supposed to you know beat us pretty good which which ended up the score ended up being you know a lot of uh, the difference ended up being a lot bigger than the actual match I think if you were there watching it you would have expected it to be because we were in a lot of close matches a lot of you know exciting matches where the crowd was getting into it we were getting into it um you know we had two big upsets with you know Liam Cronin and Graham Rooks and then we had two more overtime matches where we had guys that were much you know higher ranked than our guys um yeah so i think the experience of wilkinson is a little different than than you jim and i think that's kind of shown in that duel where um just a fun environment to be in and i think that they thought they'd come in and kind of push us around and like mike said earlier our our guys are in very good shape and that kind of showed in that duel and like you were saying uh graham rooks opened the match with a huge 9-3 win over um, a ranked opponent from purdue um, the Hoosiers then fell into a 20-3 hole. Um, after There's two matches lost in sudden victory, another only by two points, so a lot of them could have flipped 
um, either way, but the Hoosiers weren't able to come out on top on those ones. And the final score ended up being 23-9. And like you mentioned, after wins from Liam Cronin and Caden Rooks, um, and that was the set. Monday was the second match in a row that both Rooks brothers um, picked up wins. Um, and as a result of that, Graham was named the Big Ten Wrestler of the Week for the mm-hmm. second time. Um, he surged into the flow wrestling rankings, and he just came in this Monday um, at number 20 in the 149-pound weight class. And uh, Rooks moved in the top 25. IU uh, junior Jake Kovach moved out. He was at number 25 a couple weeks ago, and he dropped out of the rankings. Um, and finally, I just want to get to the most recent matches. IU's coming off a two-match road trip. Um, they dropped the first to Rutgers 23-9 on Friday. And then Sunday, it was the first win of the season in College Park, Maryland. The Hoosiers won the first four matches only to see their lead vanish. vanish. It was then 16-16 to going into the final match. And a 280-pound, five-pound sophomore Rudy Streck came through. Um, guys, like, what was it like to see... Um, Rudy come through in such a big match is obviously tied whoever wins the the match wins the duel and you saw Rudy come out on top that was all coach Isaac (laughs) (laughs) coach Isaac gets uh, Rudy hyped for his matches so (laughs) (laughs) what what does he do to do that Rudy um, he doesn't like to show his emotions very much and he's kind of just a you know calmer you know kind of quiet demeanor uh, kid and you know just before any match he's kind of really relaxed and I've seen him yawn before matches before, and that's kind of not how you want him to be before a match. So, you know, I just, Mike said, is he, is he ready to go? So I go back there, and he's just, you know, just standing there. And I'm like, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> just typical Rudy. But, no, I just try to get him loose, get him warmed up, and not make him, you know, make the match more than it is. It's just a wrestling match. I didn't want to make him more nervous. But I wanted to let him know, like, this is, you know, it's an important match. You need to be ready to go, at least be warmed up and loosened up in the right in the right mindset heading out there and uh, he responded well and you know for a while there it was close but um he told me afterwards once he got a hold of the kid and they started flowing he knew he was you know a superior wrestler and he was pretty confident in his abilities but yeah it was fun to see the guys kind of it's fun to get a big 10 win it's obviously like we said tough conference and it's fun to see him kind of rally around rudy and uh you know do it in that fashion is is exciting after that win this weekend, two top five opponents will come to Bloomington, Wisconsin on Friday, uh, Minnesota on Sunday. What do you think the keys are for the guys to come up with some upsets this weekend? I mean, I, I don't think, it, you know, they just keep, continue to do what they're doing. I mean, the guys that are getting upsets are um, either going out there with the right mentality and the guys are getting close that we just need to, you know, really kind of finish out a match and learn how to manage the match but um i would expect some upsets coming from you know the guys that have been doing it and they're learning they're kind of expecting themselves to to step up in those matches and um i think those guys are going to continue to do it as long as they you know approach it the same way and i mean we're not going to change anything as a staff as far as you know our preparation and um i mean on paper they're supposed to you know we're not favored in as many matches as as you would hope but I think going into it, we're very optimistic in what uh, what we can do and our guys' shape and preparation as far as that all goes together leading into a competition. I wanted to talk about both of your guys' careers um, after you guys finished wrestling. You both jumped into coaching pretty quickly. Is that something that you always knew you wanted to do, and, and what draws you to coaching in general? I mean, for me, it's... 
I've told the guys this before, but I mean, I I fell just short of reaching my goal of national champ, and I tell the guys, you know, I, I fell short, made those mistakes, so that I can help you not to do the same things. And I just enjoy the sport of wrestling as a whole, and I think it does a lot for developing you as a person and the characteristics it gives you and the, just the development of um, you know your mentality and how you approach a lot of things in life and I enjoy seeing you know those kids kind of work work through that and just the struggle and just the the hardships you see in the sport I think are hard to replicate in anything other than actually having it in life and I think that that's um, it's just fun to see and, and I like at least helping kids try to get through that and I don't know. I just I've done it my whole life, and I don't know much else other than wrestling. <laughs> no, it's definitely enjoyable. It's fun. I when I graduated, I honestly had no clue what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, and I had an opportunity to stay down here for a year and uh, continue to compete internationally. So I did that, um, and then I got approached, and I got an opportunity to. Uh, work at a uh, high school in Indianapolis and that's kind of where I fell in love with coaching but uh, I guess high school wasn't necessarily the level that I was comfortable with doing but but I knew I liked coaching and then uh, you know I've kind of been to a a few different places Um, but I definitely enjoy the highest level Um, and and it's good uh, to see the development of kids from you know, when they're juniors, seniors in high school, all the way through graduation, post-graduation. I mean, I, I have guys that, you know, they've graduated now and they have careers, they have families, and they still hit me up, you know, out of the blue every now and then. It's good to, you know, develop those relationships and those bonds, um, you know. And, and I think what's helped me in coaching is that the experience I did have starting in high school, you, you kind of learn how high school kids think and act and because there, there's a maturity that happens through college. Because when a kid's 18, they're still they've hardly experienced life, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And th- this is really the first time that they're kind of on their own, making their own decisions. So, you know, as a coach, I'm trying to do the best I can to try and anticipate some of the decisions that they're going to make. So, you know, we can at least, hey, do you really think this is the best decision for you? You know, because I mean, they're young men; they're going to try and spread their wings a little bit. But we want to m- make sure they're doing it in a proper manner that's going to be beneficial to them. So, but I love coaching. I think Mike's been, you know, he has a lot of experience. And when when I first got here, he's been very influential on, on myself as far as just how to go about coaching and anticipating, I guess, not the best decisions that some of the guys will make or just kind <laughs> of understanding the, their motivation behind why. Uh, sometimes they do the things that they do or make certain decisions but he's been very helpful in bringing all the experience he has and kind of helping me through a lot of that process of just dealing with that stuff outside of wrestling that goes into coaching um something that you don't really think about when you get into coaching i guess but yeah it's been fun to kind of learn with with mike and angel and kind of see how we all kind of mesh together but yeah i want to transition into the last segment um, for those that listen, I always end the podcast with some rapid-fire questions. Are you guys ready? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start it off with favorite breakfast cereal. Ooh. Lucky Charms. Lucky uh, Charms. Well. He was just eating cinnamon toast crunch on the way. I got, that's my favorite. I got to say, <laughs> CTC is the way to go. 
whatever Tobias has to offer. Yeah. We got the best cafeteria in the country, and it, it has all the cereals you need. I'm trying to think, though. Is that... Or I kind of like Fruit Loops a little bit, too. Mike's a Count Chocula kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys any watching, binging any TV shows right now? I just finished Ray Donovan. Um, well, uh, up to, I think this was the seventh season. So I just finished that on Amazon Prime. The Witcher. On Netflix, that's what I'm watching. What's that about? It's based off of some novel, but it's a video game and, I don't know, some fantasy. <laughs> it's just on in the background as I fall asleep, I guess. I <laughs> <laughs> what is your guys' opinion on uh, having pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Sure. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but I'm not opposed to it. What's your opinion? I honestly have to say I don't think I've ever had it, but I I could see it being good. Yeah. Hawaiian pizza, know. right? That's what they call. Yeah. It? Yeah. Well, because you got I think you have some ham on there. <laughs> you have ham. You that's have not what pineapple. you have. She's a pineapple. <laughs> Wait, that's true. Okay, so so what are we just saying? Just so what is it? Yeah. Sauce, it, cheese, sauce, cheese, and pineapple. I've ordered it before. I've ordered it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I know it's been all, all over Twitter. People think that it's like some sacrilegious thing. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do they, they don't have this at the cafeteria? Uh, at Tobias? No. I don't think so. Uh, well, you could probably. Yeah, we might have to get that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the days that they do serve pizza. Okay. It's it's not often. No. But every now and then they'll make pizza. All right, we might have to make an arrangement then. <laughs> all right, last one. This, we have... Uh, sports information director Jeremy Rosenthal here. He's been here for all the podcasts. And this may be the most interesting question I've ever come up with. So we're just going to end on this one. If you were a cheese, what kind would you be and why? What? Uh, I'd probably be Pepper Jack. I think interesting to the, describe the question is the wrong, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong term. <laughs> I'd be Pepper Jack because I like spicy. Okay. I don't know what's a, what's a plain cheese. American provolone. Provolone. I go with provolone. Provolone. Simple. Yeah. All right. Simple's good. I think that's how we're gonna end it. So guys, uh, Mike Dixon and Isaac Jordan here today. Um, I'm Tyler Tashman. Thanks for tuning in. Two big matches for IU coming up this weekend, and uh, I appreciate you uh, listening.